0: Welcome back to another episode, guys. Um, today's going to be a little bit different. Today's episode is going to be on my side of uh, the Smolik Hill climb. Basically, just me sharing my experiences from a podcast perspective. I um, I'm busy putting together a video of uh, all my runs and some of the experiences that we got up to and those types of things on the same day. Um, so stay in touch with YouTube if you guys aren't short trip driving. I've got some videos up there of our past experiences and all of our podcasts will be there as well. Anyway, so. This year, I was uh, invited again. I received a phone call from Megan um, early April asking if I would be interested in competing under Suzuki's um, banner again at Samoa Hill Club. So obviously, I'm not going to say no to that. Um, we had a little bit of a, a different structure this year. Um, I was going to be running an automatic, whereas last year I ran the manual car. So it was nice to, well, it would have been, it would be nice to see the difference between the two up the hill. And we had a Dunlop sponsor on board, so we changed tires we also entered three cars this year. So the concept of this year was um, myself being the professional driver in inverted commas, I suppose. Um, And then we had the experienced driver, who was Sudir, um, who is a very experienced journalist that's been around for a number of years. And uh, Sudir has raced in Porsche Cup. He's raced raced in Polo Cup. He's driven huge amounts of cars. And then the other invite was Kumbi, Um, and Kumbi was a complete veteran to any kind of racing experiences, so never competed in a circuit race, uh, you know, obviously being a journalist, he's driven road cars and been on tracks, but never been under the pressure of a timed event, or in this instance, a racing event, and uh, he jumped straight into a hill climb, which for me is something quite different to a normal racing scenario, which I'm sure you guys can assume. So uh, Megan asked me if I, I was keen to join the guys, um, and I was more than happy to do so. So uh, preparation's begun. Uh, we got suits again this year. This year, we actually got our suits branded with our individual companies. So Short Shift being mine, Sudiz being um, Double Apex, and then Kumbi M on Cars for Coombs. Um, they're publishing platforms that they use, so be sure to check them out on Facebook and YouTube, whatever the case is. Anyway. So uh, we obviously built up to this place. Um, we eventually met at Red Star Raceway, where where all of us could get together. And at Red Star Raceway, we took a few snaps prior to the um, uh, to the actual race itself. Uh, it was something you know a little bit different for us as we created this hype and we used it for social media to create this following. And uh, we expected this year's Moly Hill Climb to be quite a bit bigger, which we'll get to a little bit later on. The unfortunate thing is, Michael wasn't there. <laughs> Michael was sitting in Cape Town where the marketing directors. It was the marketing manager's, um, or director's, BC Sun's car, was his personal company car, which we had taken and branded. So I hadn't had a chance to see my car. Um, uh, Sudi and uh, Kumbi's cars were there, um, nicely branded and wrapped. And similar to last year's design, just as that tweak, and we each had our own color scheme. So my car was predominantly yellow, Kumbi's was predominantly blue, and Sudi's was black. So you could identify, identify them differently kumbi had an automatic as i would be driving as well and sudir had uh, the manual that i participated in last year so um, it was quite nice that we had different types of cars once again but uh, entering three cars we were all quite excited so we took some snaps um, we got some shots of us with the cars we got a team shot we got some uh, snaps on circuit of us driving again just from a marketing perspective but it started to create that excitement of you know the build-up to to Smalley hill climb so it was pretty damn cool Anyway, so we were planning to leave on the 4th of May, um, which was a Thursday. Uh, I had Ubered to the airport, and at the airport, I actually bumped into Ruben, um, my uh, teammate from last year, who, who competed in the automatic car. And we started chatting, and I mean, I haven't seen Ruben in so long and catching up. and So uh, we jumped on our flight down to George um rubes got a decent seat i was sitting at the back somewhere and when we got off the plane rubes and i again just picked up where we left off and we were chatting and you can see the excitement uh rubes wasn't competing unfortunately this year but um played a big role which again i'll get to a little bit later so we landed in george met up with the team there Saw Coombs uh sudi flew in from cape town as he resides that side uh we got to meet the team the suzuki team um bc sun was there it was actually the first time that i was being um, acquainted with my vehicle uh Corey was there he's he was the guy that was looking after our cars Chelsea was there she's um, from the training department Suzuki head office so we had a lot more involvement from Suzuki and the staff and you know you can see there was a lot of excitement from all of them so Corey was our technical guy he was looking after uh, tire pressures and making sure that our cars were scrutiny correctly but being road cars there's not too much to worry about but uh, he took out the spare wheel and you know made the cars a little bit lighter which I suppose worked in my favor um Uh, We met up with everybody, checked into our rooms, and then we went to the restaurant uh, for a nice dinner and some drinks just to meet and greet with everybody. There was about 30 people there on behalf of Suzuki. A lot of journalists obviously covering the story. We had PR teams, uh, head head office staff, Uh, a lot of new faces for me, so I got to meet a lot more people. The bike division was there as well. So Crazy Stew was there. Uh, Chris was taking a bike up the hill. Yaku had his personal GSX-1000. They were taking up the hill. And it looks like they've actually started something because uh, Honda had a bike there as well. So that was quite cool to see um, potentially another segment of hill climb that's opening up. Uh, I think it's a lot scarier than going up in a car, my personal opinion. Something I'd like to do, but hey, But yeah, the bike crew was there. So um, one of the nice things with Suzuki, South Africa's staff is there's, absolutely no egos about them uh, everybody is part of the family the way you know people speak to each other and greet each other there's no hierarchy there was actually a gentleman by the name of takakawa san who is the new um um what would i call him marketing director i suppose of suzuki south africa huge huge petrol head uh, was part of the hill climb events uh, for for Suzuki Japan he's newly appointed at the Suzuki South African family so uh, got to meet with him got to have a few conversations with him a very interesting man and as i say you can see the petrol runs through his veins so it was nice to see that there were different people from different departments we had guys from sales we had guys from uh, marketing obviously we had cheese uh, we had um, penguin events that were there that were managing everything and Tip my hat to those guys that were flat out non-stop having Grand Victoria launch just the week before. So there was a lot of a lot of uh, stress running around, which you could see, but it was absolutely awesome. Everybody just worked together. So that night we had some dinner, we um uh, had a few drinks afterwards, caught up with everybody, and uh obviously went to bed. The next morning, um, the 5th of May. That was obviously our registration day. Um, we had found out that it was us three in the category, obviously, and there was one other entrant. Which was Dion Joubert. If you don't know him, he's a very well-known South African uh, racing driver. He's raced overseas, and um, his steed that he'll be driving is a Civic Type R. (laughs) Now, in our category, um, we are four-cylinder, forced induction, two-wheel drive cars. So last year, we had the Porsche uh, Cayman GTS which is a 2.4 four-cylinder turbo, 270 odd kilowatts. And this year we had Dion in this hot hatch that was being revealed and uh, displayed at Samoa Hill Climb, uh, 235 kilowatts, 420 newtons, and we sitting with our little 103 kilowatts Swift Sports, which I wasn't too concerned about. It's all part of the game. But it was awesome to see him. So I got to see the Type R. If you don't know, I'm a bit of a, a Type R fanboy. I've got one myself. So it's the first time I got to see the FL5. Then obviously seeing Dion as well. So I caught up a little bit with him um, and um, the Honda obviously wanted to make a statement coming there, and I think their eyes were set on the bigger cars, like uh, um, Golf R was there, so Golf R's, there was a 30 n there, uh, so there was a few other cars I think they were weighing themselves up against, but anyway, so we went for the registration, uh, after that we went to Scrutineering, three of us pitched up, uh, we got our car scrutiniered, obviously passed everything 100% fine. And then myself, comes and Esudir jumped up in the van. We went up to the hill to go watch some of the historics, which if you don't know... It is something completely different to any other motorsport that I've actually seen. Uh, when I say historics, you've got cars from the 1920s, you've got Shelbys, you've got Fiat 500s, you've got Minis, you've got a GT500 supercharged Mustang. There was just so much to look at, see, here. Um, And it's it's one for the books. If you are in South Africa, if you are a bit of a petrol head, is to make your way down to Smaller Hill Club on the Friday and go see what car's actually running. I got to bump into a mate my James Temple. He was taking the Shelby up the hill as well. Um, so, it was nice mingling in the pits, having a look at some of the cars. Uh, very, very special day. So, it was our chill day. We weren't competing on that day. Um, after some of the runs, we went and had some lunch, which obviously led on to the Storics finals. Um, there are videos of it on online. Uh, you can go onto Smaller Hill Club's website. The results will all be there. But, anyway... After that, it was our turn, so we got to do our parade lap. So all the cars that will be comp- competing on Saturday and Sunday, King of the Hill and the Super Saloons, whatever the case is, we all line up and we do a parade through uh, Nysna. Now, once again, if you haven't had an opportunity to experience this, um, you're looking at about 82 entrants. Uh, each person gets a run down the main street in Nysna, in and there are people left and right for probably a kilometer. I'll post a video on my YouTube um, of us doing the parade lap. So again, not the most exciting thing in a swift sport, but just being there and being part of this whole Neisner Speed Festival and being amongst Peter Solberg in his uh, rallycross car and there's a drift Mustang and Scribanti in his 4 million horsepower GTR and it was just absolutely insane but prior to the parade everybody lines their cars up um, and you get a chance to go walk around the cars and it's open to the public get some photos Uh, we had our three Suzuki's lined up there so pulled pulled a bit of attention but a very cool build-up to what this whole um, king of the hill represents We eventually did our parade. I had Chelsea in the car with me, who was our team manager uh, from head office. And I said to her, can I do a burnout? And she said to me, no, 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 the tires have to last. The tires have to last. And as we lining up to leave, uh, we got the bikes in front of us, Chris and Yaku, um, doing a burnout and pulling off down the street. Uh, In front of me was Sadi. Sidi went for a run, did a proper burnout. And then as I parked up, you've got a flag man and you've got people, as I say, left and right all the way down this main road. Chelsea looks at me and goes, okay, you can do a burnout. And yes. <laughs> so the flagman drops his flag. Um, I drag the brake a little bit, pull the handbrake up, get a bit of wheel spin off and obviously no one expects it from a little swift sport so you get laughter and cheer and everything and that's what the guys are there for uh, behind me i had an rs3 uh, rsq3 which was sorry ttrs that was running mad power behind that we had the shelby's it was small i mean you can imagine um the big cars that were behind these swifts but uh, yeah needless to say i actually received a photo on facebook of someone that took a photo of me uh coming down the, the parade straight so that was quite cool after that, we parked our cars at the racetrack where they slept for the next couple of days and uh, we made our way down for dinner at the waterfront. Um, there, you can start to see, uh, I was chatting to Kumza, but you can see the, not the nerve setting, and you know, it's getting closer to that time. Uh, it's his first real experience doing something like this. Uh, we had some, some dinner and then we made our way back to the hotel and got some rest. So the first day, the Saturday, the 6th, the structure of it is, You get four practice sessions. Your practice sessions don't count for anything. Um, It's just to get a look and feel and set your cars up and do whatever it is you need to do. And then we start going into the qualifying rounds, which we will complete three of the qualifying rounds on the Saturday. The Sunday, we will then complete the remaining qualifying rounds, which is about, um, I think it's three extra qualifying rounds in a warm-up. And then it's your final run. And as I said, your practice rounds don't really count for much. They essentially, just to get your eye and get a feel for it, understand the track, those types of things. So I'm going to take you through some of the times and what we did. So practice one, um, we had brand new tires on. We moved from Yokohama to Dunlop. As I said, we picked up a Dunlop sponsor. And uh, Corey said to me, what tire pressures do you want to run? And the year before we ran, I think it was 0.1 bar on the rear above um, uh, recommended and then 0.2 on the front other way around, point 0.2 on the rear up and point 0.1 on the front from the uh, Yokohamas. So I said, well, let's run standard road pressures first, just so we can get a feel for them, uh, which was 2.2 at the time, and then from there, we can make a call. So first runs up the hill, Um, Dion was in the Type R, blitzed it, obviously. Uh, he ran a 50.333, and uh, myself, I, I ran second, I was 53rd overall out of 82. I ran a 56.748. Now putting that into perspective, um, Last year, we ran a 54.5. Uh, was our fastest time, um, but I wasn't pushing too hard. I wanted to get a chance to feel the car, whatever the case is. Coombs, on his first run, did a 1.721. Sadia so did a 101.264. So Coombs, not too far off the pace. Sadia so obviously, getting his eye, and you can see he's a very calculated man. So it wasn't about speed for this run. We then compiled our um, information. So I said, off the bat, ties are too soft. It felt like the suspension's leaning, and after the suspension's leaning, it settles, and then this tire starts to fold, so you get this false sense of of movement on the car, so I immediately said, guys, I'm going up to 2.5, and I'll judge it from there, so that's what I did, pumped my pressures up to 2.5, because I just felt that the sidewall was too soft on the tire, anyway. Kum said he felt comfortable, he wanted to get a little bit more familiar with the car and the track and whatever the case is, Sudir, I think went up 0.1 bar, um, also not a dramatic change, both of the guys obviously quite new or brand new to driving up the hill, wanted a chance to you know, learn a little bit more about the car on the track and then potentially change tyres, which is perfectly fine. So the next run I went up to 2.5, um, Dion again pulled another second off his time, he did a 49.172. And uh, I did a 55.553. So considering new tires, second run um, of the event, um, a second off what we were last year, and it felt quite good. Uh, I felt that maybe the front was a little bit too hard this time. So I felt that the front was scrubbing rather than turning. Um, So what I did was I actually changed the pressures. I uh, left the rears on 2.5 and I dropped the fronts by 0.2. So now I'm sitting at 2.3 on the front, just to give that that front in turn a little bit more. I didn't mind the back rotating. I liked that feeling, um, but I needed the front to turn in a little bit. Kooms actually did a 56.995 on his second run, which is only a second and a half off. But considering it's his second run up the hill, I was quite flabbergasted with that. And then Sudir did a 58.119. So both of them improved quite dramatically on their times. Um, Obviously, chipping away, learning and feeling. Yeah. Third run, third practice run we went out. As I said, I changed my pressures. Um, uh, Dion actually went a little bit slower than his first run. Uh, he, he was about 0.3 slower. Uh, I was also a little bit slower, 55.9, but just, again, getting used to that rotation on the rear. Coombs actually stayed very much the same, 56.704. And then so Sudhir chipped away this time even further, doing a 57.477. So, uh, improvement from Kums and Sadir, myself and Dion slowly dropped off. I don't know if, if Dion was also playing with his pressures to find that balance. Then it was our last practice run uh, before lunch. So now it's actually getting nice and warm. Our third practice run was scheduled at 11 o'clock. So, sun's out. We've Got a bit of rubber on the track now. There's a bit of heat on the tar. Um, so, you know, you could actually push a little bit more. You got a bit more feel in the vehicle itself. So, Dion went out and did a 49 dead. I actually got into the 54s with so a 54,891. Gumi did a 56.4, chipped away once again, and Sudhir jumped into the 56s, peeling off nearly a full second, so 56.7. We then had lunch. We were all chatting about uh, how the cars felt, and we were quite happy with our pressures. Um, now we got our lunch break, which is an hour, and then an hour late we start, so essentially the car's now standing for, for two hours rather than one hour. So not thinking about that. Um, I, I expected it to, you know, warmer, we're going to have a little bit better grip, so I'm going to leave everything as it is. The first run after lunch was our first qualifying run. So this is now where it counts. So you get your six qualifying runs. Your highest ranked qualifying run takes you into the final. Now, with Samola, every year I've been there, there's been rain. So the big thing that you need to do is put in a banker. So you want to be able to, to put in a good time so that if it does rain, your time stands. So there's a bit of pressure on this. So anyway... After lunch, we go out and I explained to the guys, listen, this banker needs to be put in. Uh, if it does rain in the afternoon, they don't take that into consideration. If it rains tomorrow morning, they don't take it into consideration. So try putting your banker when the, the weather's good and then you can obviously move forward like that. Last year was the opposite. We had rain on the Saturday and then the Sunday started to clear up. So we had to put our, our fastest laps in Q5 and six, for example. So Dion went out first and got, uh, got a 49 dead once again. Very much the same as his, as his uh, last practice run. I went out. And actually dropped my time. So I uh, went down to a one. So I lost 0.3 of a second. So Dean actually came down into the 55s and could be stuck at pretty much the same pace at a 56.6. And not thinking that the cars were standing for two hours as the tires cooled down a little bit too much. So I felt that, you know, I was driving on ice a little bit. Um, I probably should have dropped my pressures a little bit more to to, um, to make provision for it being a little bit colder. But I was fine under that. one. my goal was I wanted to get into the 54s. Potentially low 54s, just to beat last year's time, but I was happy with a 55. Q2, an hour later, tire temperature's obviously a lot better. uh, Dion went out, he actually did a half a second faster, he did a 48.5, and I got down into a 54.5, which is the same as what we did last year. So again, Chelsea came to me and said, what's happening? Like, can you get lower? And what's difference?" And I said, well, what's quite interesting about the automatic is off the line, you obviously don't have to worry about the gear change. So you're not losing time on the change. And uh, between first and second in the manual, you get a bit of wheel spin shift into second and you're out of boost and back into boost. Whereas with the auto, I felt first gear, you get that wheel spin second, you're still carrying a little bit of the wheel spin, but you're in the boost. You're not, you're not lighting the wheels up too much. So I said to Chelsea that I feel that the auto is quicker to turn two, probably about two or three car lengths, which is probably a tenth or two quicker. So that was quite interesting to see. But obviously now we've got different tires, so we don't really have a benchmark. But I had the exact same time as what I did last year in the manual, 54.5. Uh, D came, came in at a 55.4, and Kumi actually did his fastest run of the, of the of the weekend. He did a 56.091, 56 dead, and I know his goal was to get into the 55s. So Kums. Down into the 56 flats. Well done, buddy. Uh, Sudhir chipped into the 55s. So at the moment, myself, uh, Dion, and Sudhir will be sitting in the top three positions. The last run for the day is Q3. And this was later on in the day. And I looked at this and I said, okay, this is perfect. So it's about, I don't know, probably about four o'clock. Um, Sun slowly start, starting to go down just before the temperature drops, but there's a lot of rubber on the track as well. So the last qualifying, uh, Dion went out. I went out and I actually got a 54.39. So I beat, our lost your time by 0.1 of a second and it felt good and I still said there's time in here. I'm still taking a little bit easy through here and here and whatever the case is. So we could potentially get low 54s, maybe a 53 tomorrow if it's dry. So Deer got into a 55.3 and Kums, um dropped off a little bit. I was helping him, I think turn three, he, he messed up in his last quality of the day. He turned in a touch early, but still 56.6, not a bad time at all. And that's how we ended off the day. So overall, we were standing at, um, I was standing at 51st, Sadir was 54th, Kumbi was 57th, considering there were 82 entrants, which isn't actually terrible for the lowest powered cars on the grid. I think there was a Fiesta ST that was maybe lower powered than us. But yeah, so not bad finishing positions for the day. Um, after that, we uh, went back to the hotel, we chatted a bit, obviously got interviewed uh, from the PR team, um, we we spoke to a lot of people, and the excitement was still high, and, and then the pressure starts to come, can we break 53s, oh, uh, Sudhir, so can you get in the 54s, come on, Kums, can you get a low 55, and that pressure starts to sneak in, um, putting a little bit of pressure, but at the same time, looking outside, I expected it to rain, which everybody told me it's not going to rain, no worries, don't be silly, and I've been to Samoa. I know what the, I know what the Samoa guards have got planned for us. Anyway, so Sunday, Sunday morning came along. Um, it was quite a cold morning. A lot of, it was quite overcast, a lot of dew on the road. Um, you know, it settled. So the track was quite wet. And I said to the guys, your first run is your warm up run. So we're going out, out, I think it was nine o'clock. We took off. Don't push it on your first run. Just drive. Look where the standing water is. Get a feel for the surface so that if there is a wet turning dry or dry turning wet or whatever, you understand where the the slippery parts of the circuit is or, or where you need to a, a potentially change your line or turn in late or whatever the case is. So first run Dion went out um, obviously I'm not chatting to Dion he's our competitor. Uh, Dion did a 54, uh, 54.5 a little bit slower obviously as I just said. I went out and did a 58.8 quite a lot slower than the day before very very slippery um, and then Kumbi and Sadir did a 101.9 and a 103.4 respectively. But as I said being warm up don't look at the times get a feel for the circuit. Then we moved into Q4. So Q4 was at 10 o'clock this was a tricky one. It was a dry start. So you leave the line perfectly dry. It's still, you know, it was squirmish on the tar, but it was dry. Only when you get to the bridge did you start to see that it was raining. And this was quite tricky because at the bottom, you don't sense this. You can see these clouds, but you don't see any. You don't feel anything. So as you drove through, you got turn one, turn two, up the hill to the bridge, turn three. And as I went through turn three, I started getting a little bit of spit drive 100 meters further and it starts getting heavier and now you're like what is going on so now you've got to adapt uh, we haven't driven in a wet condition yet and this is again where i kind of used it as a practice to learn and feel where the grip is and whatever the case is so in this run dion actually went down to a 51.6 uh, i was at a 57.1 kums was at a 57.9 so not for the base and sudi so was at a 58.5 and again i said to the guys this is why we need our banker so don't take it too seriously learn it might be like this in the main race Uh, so we need to obviously see uh, what the conditions are like how they change where the traction is on the track and, and just get used to it okay q5 it was now very wet between the start line and turn three so uh, completely different start new for for Kums and uh, for cdi obviously new conditions for them um, there was also a ranger that went off in turn three uh sorry in q four uh, as you go up the hill, he lost a little bit of control i 'll have it on my youtube video and flicked a lot of dirt onto the road uh, very good recovery it looked flipping awesome don 't get me wrong but um that obviously made a change of surface on the track uh, so q five I wanted to go out and have a look to see what it was like and feel the grip that was available so anyway off the line I got a lot of wheel spin off the line shift into second short shift into third and I lost a lot of drive so I wrote that run off but again used it as a learning curve so uh, quite wet through one and two up to three and after three I saw that it was actually starting to dry up so it was the opposite of the run before so again Felt it, had a look where the standing streams are, and I saw where the, the Ranger had thrown all the gravel on the road. It was a little bit slippery, I'm not going to lie. Um, but anyway, finished that run. Uh, Dion did a 52.5. So had actually did a 57.8. I did a 58.9. And then Kumbi did a 101, which I looked at, I was like, what's happening Yeah. And what happened was um, Kumbi came through the section where the Ranger had thrown gravel onto the road and had a big moment and ran slightly wide. Uh, brilliant recovery, I must be honest video again will be on youtube but he had clipped the tires when i say clip the tires it must have been a hair and slight damage on the vehicle nothing aggressive it was maybe a scratch on the the vinyl wrap and then a scratch on the rim that's all but very big moment in Coombs uh recovered quite well from that i actually got a message from my friend andrew going bro what the hell and i said it wasn't me it was Coombs. <laughs> so there's obviously a lot of people thinking you know being in a swift that it was me but it wasn't so well done to you on there Coombs. and a 101 considering what happened that was a uh, it was quite scary. Um, the last run, so moving on to Q6. After Q6, we will then obviously go into the finals. So it was a big thing for Coombs to try Beatsudi's, um personal best time, which I think was a 55, what did I say it was? 55.3. 3 So Coombs needed to rub off time, but the problem is now the track's a little bit wet. There's not as much rubber that was put down. So I said to Kums, you know what? Just enjoy it, give it a try. Don't overdrive the car, um, but you know, you've done well. Try Baker 56, because I know that's what your goal is. So anyway, uh Dion went out, he did a forty eight nine uh, I went out and did a fifty five three Sudhir went out and did a fifty five seven and then Coombs did a fifty six four um considering it was changing condition i'm not I'm not upset with Coombs this time, so unfortunately, Coombs had to drop out because it was only the top three that go through to the final run. Now, the final run would consist of myself, um Dion and Sudhir and we run it backwards. So we run from third place, second place, to first place. So Sadir is out first. He's the first car up the hill. We're sitting in the pits. There's a bit of a delay. Um, The main run, the class finals are two o'clock after lunch. So cars have settled. I've slightly changed my pressures, considering, you know, it's a little bit colder. There's the lunch break, whatever the case is. And I'm ready. And I see the clouds coming in. And I said to Sadir, if we can get out and do our run while it's dry, I know Dion's got Cup 2 tires on. It does not like wet weather. So if we can go out and do a, a dryish run and, and and Dion get caught in the rain, he, he, I'm pretty sure he still would have beaten us. But we had a better chance. And we could have placed higher if the cars after us would have had a much wetter surface to run on. But they held us back for 10, 15 minutes. Needless to say, as we left the pits, it was pissing. So, final run. Now, how Smully Hill Climb works, or any hill climb, is your qualifying falls away once you've qualified. You have one run to complete your time. You touch a policeman, you, you do any kind of infringement, you are disqualified. There's no time penalties. You are disqualified. Now, needless to say, Dion had already been disqualified in Q3, the last run of the day, because he touched a policeman. So, um, not to say Dion would have done it, um, but if there's a slip-up, we can then place. So, it's so lines up. Rain's coming down. Sudir pulls off, and I'm watching him closely to pick up where the wheel spin is, and I want to see his line and where the grip and whatever the case is. Sudir's is gone. Now, as you're standing on the start line, you can watch on the big screen TV to see what's happening, but you can't tell how wet the surface is or if there's rain or anything like that. So I'm watching, uh, and for the final runs, they let Sudia finish before I start, so it can obviously good for TV. But anyway, line up, windscreen wipers on. It's hissing. So I wanted to break a one. In the wet, I wanted to break one. So pull off, first gear, massive wheel spin. I shift into second gear, but as I shift into second gear, the car shifts into second gear, so it shifts third. So I bogged down in third gear, and I was like, oh, come on. Anyway, so eventually I get off the line through turn one, through turn two, you can feel it's quite slippery. Through turn three, As you exit, there's a standing puddle that pulls you to the right-hand side, and I nearly dropped the wheel off of the road there. So I was literally running on the shoulder of the road. And then as you come up the hill, I noticed it wasn't raining as hard um, as you started climbing up after the bridge, and then it was actually dry at the top of the hill. And I said, but this is now a downfall, because we've done the wet run, and as the cars start later and later, the rain will move and they'll get a drier and drier run. So at least in our class we all had the same conditions um but as it was about two or three uh, groups behind us it started to dry out Richard roots got into the 30s i think 39s um so it started to dry up for them but that's that's the name of the game so anyway the final run uh so Dio third with a one minute 2.6 uh, i did a one minute 0.8 and dion did a 55.3 so he absolutely destroyed us but needless to say you know what it was a hell of an experience once again um ugh, i wouldn't change it for the world it's just it's so different to see petrol heads and murdering enthusiasts and just to be able to participate and, you know, just that that atmosphere, everything like that. It is absolutely incredible. But again, um, I just want to say thank you to Suzuki. Thank you to Meg's BC, Chelsea for helping us out, Corey, everybody, uh, Andreon, Michelle, uh, you know, the whole team from Penguin and stuff as well. I really do appreciate it. Um, and as I said, I am putting together a video, it'll be quite a bit longer than what this is. Uh, but uh, check it out on YouTube in the next couple of weeks. I, I am busy with a few other things, but I will get it up. So uh, follow us, Short Shift Driving. Uh, my 2022 review is actually on um, on YouTube as well. So check it out. But anyway, guys, appreciate the time. Thank you so much. And I'll catch you on the next one.